This is BT Techno, a regular podcast series for financial advisors wanting to remain at the forefront of strategy, regulatory and industry news. No hidden immunity idols, no immunity challenges, it's time to vote. Now, whilst it may not be great TV, the 2022 federal election has been called and in this reality series, there can be only one ultimate survivor. Hello, I'm Brian Ashenden and I have the pleasure of leading the BT Technical Services team, a group of qualified individuals who are available to answer any technical advice strategic queries you may have for your clients. So May 21st, 2022, the date Australia decides who will form the next government to guide our country. Along the way, there will no doubt be many promises made, many policies released, all designed to entice a vote for one political party or another. But in this, the first week of the official election campaign period, the policy announcements in the wealth space have been relatively non-existent. Is this because no one is looking to make any major changes? Is it because it is still yet to come? Well, time will tell the answer on this. But in this week's podcast, rather than focus on what might be announced over coming weeks, I thought I'd take the time to look at what measures the incumbent government has previously announced but had not yet been passed due to the dissolution of Parliament with the calling of the 2022 federal election. So first up, in the 2021 federal budget, there were a number of announcements around super changes, and the majority of these did pass in time for a 1 July 2022 commencement. These include removing the work test requirement for personal contributions other than personal deductible contributions made by a client before they turn 75, the lowering of the downsizer contribution qualifying age from 65 to 60, and increasing the amount that can be accessed under the First Home Super Saver Scheme from $30,000 to $50,000. However, there were also some other important announcements that haven't yet been legislated. One such significant announcement was creating an opportunity for clients to exit certain legacy pension products, For example, lifetime complying income streams from a self-managed super fund and term allocated pensions without historical tax or social security penalties applying. A two-year window to take advantage of this was due to commence from the next 1 July after assent of the relevant legislation. Now, this legislation has not yet been introduced to Parliament before its promulgation, meaning the chances of it being enacted and assented to by the 30th of June this year are remote. We did see legislation pass through Parliament to allow for the partial commutation from certain income stream arrangements, such as defined pensions, but only to the extent necessary to eliminate an excess transfer balance cap position. But where that pension also had social security implications, relevant changes to avoid adverse consequences had not yet been passed. Now, these changes are not seen as being political in nature and likely would have been supported by both sides of Parliament but it will be a question of when we ultimately see these changes enacted and what any revised commencement date might be. Another similar change announced, but not legislated, was around self-managed superannuation fund residency rules, and in particular, removing the active member test and extending the temporary trustee absence provision from two to five years. Failure of either of these existing tests could have the consequence of making a self-managed super fund non-complying, with substantial tax penalties then being imposed. With the ability to travel overseas reopening, 
the potential for trustees to travel out of Australia for extended periods of time is increasing. And without these changes being enacted, the potential for inadvertent breaches similarly increases. Again, this change has not been viewed as a controversial measure, so it would be expected to pass when introduced. But again, the question will be about when it is introduced and what the relevant start date will be. Now, from an advisor perspective, it is also worth noting that the calling of the election has likely delayed any announcements on possible changes to your professionalism standards. You may recall in late 2021, FASIA undertook consultation on possible changes to the wording, but not the intent, of Standard 3 of the Code of Ethics, which is the standard relating to conflicts of interest. As FASIA formed the view from the consultation process that there was no consistent view on what a reworded standard could look like, they handed the consultation findings to Treasury for it to make the ultimate decision on any changes once it assumed responsibility from the beginning of this year. Now, no change has yet been made, and no change would now be expected until after the election outcome is known. In a similar vein, we saw consultation earlier this year undertaken on potential changes to the education standards for financial advisors, and in particular, consideration whether there should be any allowance made for those existing advisors with at least 10 years of relevant experience. Again, no formal changes have been announced or made at this time, and we would not expect to see anything until the election result is known. Now, on this particular measure, both major political parties had mooted similar changes, so it is something that may be addressed post the 21st of May. As we move into the second week of the six-week election campaign, it is possible that we will see wealth-related policies announced in the coming weeks, which may include, as an example, announcements on whether any changes will be made to the Phase 3 personal income tax changes due to take effect from the 1st of July 2024. But as with all elections, policy announcements are only one thing. It will ultimately come down to who the votes are cast for and who will become the ultimate survivor. Now remember, if you have any technical questions, you can contact the BT Technical Services team on 1-800-655-901 or send an email to technical at btfinancialgroup.com. And you can join us for our fortnightly BT Academy webinars where we discuss all things technical and regulatory in the advice space. Our next fortnightly session is scheduled for Wednesday the 27th of April 2022 when Tim Howard, one of our expert BT technical consultants, will be presenting on SMSF investment strategies. Superlaw requires SMSF trustees to prepare and implement an investment strategy for their fund. It also requires trustees to give effect to and regularly review their investment strategy to ensure there is a plan in place for investing in, holding and realising assets in line with the investment objectives and retirement goals of the fund's members. In this session, Tim will revisit what is expected from an SMSF's investment strategy and how trustees can demonstrate they have met their requirements. And given these strategies should be reviewed on an annual basis, it's great timing to review this session in the lead up to 30 June for your clients. To register, head to www.bt.com.au forward slash professional and follow the links to the BT Academy webinar series. Like all our webinars, the session will also be available on demand after if you can't join us live, and all sessions are accredited for CPD purposes. Until next time, bye for now.
BT Tech knows, and now you know. Join us next time to keep ahead of the curve for strategy, regulatory, and industry news. This podcast is being developed for financial advisor use only and provides general information only. It does not take into account any particular individual's objectives, financial situations, or needs.